Hello everyone, Jeremy Taché here and welcome in to another episode of Bally Sports Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. Very excited to have another member of the Miami Heat on today's episode of Miami Miked Up. We have Heat guard Gabe Vincent joining the show and I'm particularly excited because he's had a really tremendous season and I think he surprised a lot of people and won the hearts over of Heat Nation and I'm thinking back to the conversation we had before the season and he was so determined to have this type of season so it's been really cool to see that come to fruition. In this conversation you'll hear us talk about his ever-changing role within this team and and the ways that he sort of dealt with that adjustment game to game so excited for you guys to hear this conversation with the Miami Heat's Gabe Vincent here on Bally Sports Miami Miked Up. All right, and the Miami Heat's Gabe Vincent joins the show today. Gabe, thanks for taking the time uh, to join us here on Miami Miked Up. First question for you, what is something recently off the court that has brought you joy? Wow, off the court that's brought me joy. Um, you know, my family visiting visiting in town and a couple of friends come visit. Um, so it was nice to, to see see them. You know, a lot of my family's back in California, so yeah. don't get to see them too often. So, so them being in town, obviously... Uh, brightens my day. Yeah, that's a that's a long trip from from the West Coast, especially oh, yeah. with the way travel is right now. It's pretty crazy. So absolutely glad glad to hear they're here. So going into your season and and talking to you about about the way you've played this year, we know UD has that saying: "Stay ready, so you don't got to get ready." Uh, you were someone who came into the season sort of penciled into a specific role. But now through injuries or personal reasons or otherwise, you've been thrust into a position where now you've started 25 games, played in a a ton of minutes for this team, and you took advantage, made the coaches watch you the way that Coach Spo always talks about. So have you been able at this point to sort of take a second to stop and, and reflect on that leap you've made this season, not just from an output perspective, but just in terms of, hey, I've started 25 games in the NBA this season? Um, A little bit. You know, it, it kind of hits me randomly. You know, the season's been going by so fast, and, you know, we got games every other day. Um, there hasn't been too much time to just reflect um, on, on how it's been going so far. Uh, but I've had times where I've checked in and, and see if I've met certain goals I've set out for myself and if I'm still on track for those goals. And, uh, but, you know, it's been fun. You know, with opportunity, uh, I've been get more chances to, to show myself and, and show my game and, most importantly, help my team win. So that's, that's something I've been most proud of and most happy about is, um, and, and those times I have played and how I've impacted winning. And so I just try to continue to grow in my game and, and keep doing that. Well, I know you guys obviously always talk about sort of being present in the moment and how necessary that is when it comes to an NBA schedule and an NBA season. So I understand sort of not being able to take those moments to stop and reflect where, you know, hey, we've got a game in two days. So it doesn't matter right. that I just played 40 minutes and dropped awesome. however much. We just we got to go to the next thing. Short memory. Um when we spoke before the season, you were coming off a trip to the Olympics and you were mentioning how big of an impact you anticipated that that would have on your game this year. And I, I think we've seen the direct dividends of of what that's been. So looking back at that experience now, in what way has that experience shaped your NBA game and the way you've performed on the floor or even off the floor this season? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a. Uh... It's unique. Obviously, it's a different brand of basketball. Um, obviously, you're competing at a very high level in the offseason. Uh, and I think that alone helped, helped me prepare for training camp, prepare for, for what was to come, uh, you know, competing at that high level. Um, a little bit different than, you know, playing summer league or playing in open runs. Um, right. 
a lot more physical, a lot more, you know, there's meaningful minutes, I guess you might, another way to put it. And uh, that helped just shape and prepare me for, for this, for this moment, you know, for being thrown to a start lineup unexpectedly or being needed to step up and, and help this team, uh, you know, get some more wins while guys are out or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you know, it's a great chance for me to work on my game on all aspects, you know, not just standing in the corner shooting threes or, uh, you know, doing five or doing one-on-one workouts, you know, competing against other guys and, you know, having to make other guys better, play with different guys, different teammates and, and make it mesh quickly. So uh, there's a lot of different dynamics to playing this offseason that helped me, I think, prepare for this year. Well, this is the perfect transition into the next question I had, which was now that you've stepped into all these minutes, you had the minutes during the summer, you had the Olympics, you you've stepped in and you've played as much as you have now. So what is the one skill in your game that you would say has improved the most through this season and how has it helped you perform? Yeah, uh, I'd say it's between my ball handling and my passing, I think. Uh, that's been an emphasis for me, obviously, this year, playing a lot more one, um, even than I did in the past while I've been here. Uh, right. But being more of a playmaker, getting to the paint, find guys, uh, pitch aheads. You know, obviously, Kyle does a great job of it and picking his brain and trying to take as much uh, of his game and, and apply it to mine as I can. Uh, just to keep his offense going while, you know, he's been out missing games or while he's even been here. So he could be the recipient of some of those experiences and some of those passes. So uh, just trying to grow my game as a playmaker. I think that's that's been what has grown the most this season. And we've certainly seen the effects that that has. If you just look at the out- output that you have from that point guard position when you're there, it, it's clear that that element of your game has improved steadily as you've gotten into this league and got more comfortable. You mentioned Kyle. I was going to talk about him later, but you mentioned him now. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular skill, whether that's mentally or physically, that learning from Kyle has helped you um, this season? I know, obviously, there's there's so many leadership characteristics that he has, and there's so much in his game. So have right. there been any sort of one-on-one conversations that you think have helped elevate your game? A lot. You know, there's a lot of one-on-one conversations. I'd say almost every single one-on-one conversation we have, whether it's about basketball or not, um, has I've been able to apply to life and, and help my game in, in general. Um, but, you know, so much of the game is mental and, and his brain speed is um, up there at the best of them, you know, in terms of just trying to get to that next play or get the outlet quick or uh, the positioning of the defender and where you can place the ball so your guy can get it. Um, so there's been a number of things in terms of just passing the ball that he's helped me with and, and attacking and, and pick and roll and uh, even coming down to film, you know, watching teams and watching how they react to different stuff and uh, you know, for instance, we've had games where he's been out and I've been texting him and we've been going back and forth and he's just saying hey, the lob's going to be there early. And in this certain situation, it's going to be one dribble, you got to throw it. And, the, you know, the weak side won't be there. We'll go out to the game and first play the game exactly just like you said. <laughs> Two minutes later, exactly just like you said. And I come back, check my phone at halftime and he's like, I told you. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm looking at UD. I'm like, UD ain't going to believe this. Look at Look, he said, he's sitting there like, wow, that's, I'm like, you know, he's, he's special. You know, he's a, a hell of a talent. And, and like I said, it is the way he thinks the game, his IQ is, is extremely high. It's like he's doing the uh, the Tony Romo color commentator thing in football oh, that everybody man. gets all obsessed with, right? Like predicting the plays uh, before it happens. It's just like crazy. that. Yeah, I'm talking about hours before it happens, like three yeah. or four hours. And he's like, watch. Like, okay, like, we'll see. You know, I'm like, oh, it sounds good. Like, I hope I get out there. I'm like, oh, he was not wrong. <laughs> Well, it, it has to be so helpful. And, and it seems like 
it seems like this team is full of players like that, where where you've got a ton of guys who are just incredible basketball minds that are thinking on these sort of different levels, whether you talk about, you know, Kyle or Jimmy or Bam, these guys all think think basketball on a particular wavelength as well. And I think you've mentioned all of these different skills that you've picked up, you've learned, you've improved. What would you say is it that that's made you unique as a player this season? What what is it that that's been able to make you effective your greatest strength? Oh, I mean, I think it's one of the most obvious ones is, is how I've shot the ball this yep. season compared to last season. Um, obviously, there's been better nights than, than some nights and some bad nights, you know, but overall, I think I've I've shot the ball better and that's helped expand my game and, and help me stay on the floor a little bit longer uh, while adding that to, to bring in some defensive intensity. So when you look around the league at other guards, who who are the guys that you look at and you say, OK, my game is similar to his? Uh. Honestly, during the season, I haven't been doing too much of that. I've okay. been so focused on on our locker room and, and what we got going on. Um, but, you know, there's other guys I like to watch play and, and pick from their game when I get a chance. But um, so much of this year has just been focused on the Miami Heat. It's such a cop-out answer to the question that I asked you. It's such a cop-out. <laughs> you know, that's a smile you on your face. It. Yeah, that's why you started. It. You're not going to give me anything on that, are you? Nope. You're not going to give me anybody. <laughs> Nobody. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'll let you uh, I'll let you skate on this one. But instead, I've got some real actual questions to ask you to follow up. But instead, let's make, let's make a headline together, a fun headline, right? right? I want just any untold story from this season, whether that's an intense practice, whether that's fun on like a team flight, a funny moment behind the scenes, something with UD, anything, an untold story where now I'll get all the clickbait people coming here and being like, Gabe Vincent told this story on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> you watched it happen. I mean, they're, they're going to aggregate everything. So I know I'm trying to think of an appropriate one. That's the, here we go. Give I've got the bleep button if we need it. I'm just throwing it out there for you. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. I could throw it in and post. We're recording. We're recording. Does it this really podcast. make the bleep sound? You, you can push it real quick. Let me hear. Oh what the man, I can, sounds like, man. I've I've had it on other podcasts. I don't have. It. I'm not going to play okay. it right now during this. But I promise you, in post, there will be okay. a bleep over anything that you want bleeped out. That's all I'm you saying. Think we, you think we can come back to this one so I can give it some? Yeah, thought yeah. Give it some thought. All give right. it some thought. We'll come back. All right. So that being said, you've played all these sort of different roles. You've been tasked with different roles, offensively and defensively. So. What's the most difficult thing you've been asked to do so far this season, whether that's a specific night where you're tasked with defending a specific player or a night where you've been, you know, thrust in there a few hours before the game and it's, hey, go attack this defense? I think it's been more so that side of it. Um, You know, a lot of this season in general has been, you know, guys are out, guys are in um, and, you know, pieces get shuffled around. And sometimes it goes from you're out of the lineup to, you're starting or you're, you're, you're playing this role tonight and we need you to do this or we don't know if we're going to need you, but just stay ready. Um, but I think that aspect has, has probably been the most difficult. Uh, obviously, you know, stay ready so you don't got to get ready and all that. Uh, but it is an adjustment for sure. It's a, it's a little bit different of a, a mental approach when, uh, you know, you're coming in as a starter and, and you're trying to get these guys involved or when you're coming off the bench, you know, if, and if Tyler is out, you know, we need someone to come off the bench and be a little more aggressive. So, um, things kind of been adjust and change on the fly. Um, that's probably been more difficult than just any one particular matchup, go guard this guy or attack this individual, you know? Right, of course. Well, and now that ev- everybody pretty much is back with the team healthy and, and ready to go, your role is only going to, uh, uh, basically everybody besides three or four guys on the team, every given night, it'll be based off who's available and what the matchup is. 
So as you continue to go into that sort of volatile, hey, tonight you're starting and playing 35 minutes and the next night it's five minutes off the bench. How do you prepare for a role like that? How do you prepare for a role that can can drastically shift so directly one night to the next? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I try to just prepare each night as if I'm going to start. You know, I try to prepare for if I'm going to play 40 minutes and if I don't play any minutes, you know, at least I was ready to go perform. And uh, some nights I still may prepare that way and just don't play well. And that's just the nature of the game. But, uh, you know, I try to prepare that way and just stay ready. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. And it seems like the only thing to do in the, in this given scenario where any one of you guys on a, any given night can be thrown in there. And we know right. that Coach Spo loves to not play someone for the entire first half. And then all of a sudden, here's eight minutes in the third quarter, go score 12 right. points. You've been you've been on the receiving end of that a couple of times uh, so far uh-huh. this season where, you, where you've gotten to get hot in the second half. Um, we brought him up in a bunch of different ways already. Uh, Udonis Haslam. He's a guy yeah. who obviously doesn't see a ton of minutes on the floor, but we all know how helpful he is off the floor and, and, and during games. So is there a way to describe the way that he impacts the team that the general public maybe doesn't understand about that ability? Yeah, I think a a lot of it, the general public won't understand. You know, a lot of times they're looking at one slot in a stat column of points per game. And, uh, you know, so a lot of times if if you're not averaging 15 points, the general public's going to say, like, get rid of them. You know, we need someone else. And, uh, you know, there's only one basketball and, and, there's more than one way to impact winning. And I think a lot of what he does leadership wise and off the court um, and, and how vocal he can be, uh, you know, he can talk to us differently than the coaching staff can talk to us. And mm. after being here for so long, he has a relationship with the staff to where he can approach them and have conversations with them differently than I can. So, uh, you know, he kind of plays that role really well of, uh, you know, obviously he's in our locker room and he's on this team and it can speak to us a certain way that gets a message across differently than, uh, when Spo would speak to us at times and, and vice versa. So I think he moves the needle in a number of ways, but his, his leadership is, um, it doesn't go unnoticed here and within our locker room. And I think everyone a part of this organization and, and this city, for instance, I think understands how, uh, how important his role is here. Everyone, every organization in any walk of life would be better off by having more Udonis Haslams uh, and more people that can, that can play that role where, in some ways, it, it, it's funny because normally when we talk about like the player coaches in the past, oftentimes that's the guy playing the most minutes on the team as well. Like you automatically think of like Bill Russell, right? right. UD in a lot of ways is a player coach, someone who is in the locker room as a player and, and is a player at heart, but is able to communicate back and forth between the coaching staff and the players and to have someone that can bridge that gap, I do think is something that that's awesome. Just when you look at it from a business like leadership perspective, having someone that can bridge that gap is great. Huge. And, and even, you know, I think he's shown it time and time again, if we need him, you know, mm-hmm. he, still, he still can give us. Absolutely. Some uh, I think that also sets him apart. It's not just talk anymore. It's not just words. Uh, when it's called upon when it's time, you know, he's, he's available. He's been productive. Like he was productive Absolutely. when he was on the floor so far this season. He still can Absolutely. can go out there and compete with you guys. Uh, a right. guy who you've also gotten back into the lineup, and it's it's part of the reason we've got all of this different flux with the roster is now Victor Oladipo who's back, and and something and that's Mar-Keefe, been yeah. and Markeith right, and Markeith Morris coming back, which is man, 
heck yeah. Like, hell yeah, the Marquise <laughs> is coming back. Like, I'm so I'm so glad to to see him back and and given everything that happened there and the in the sort of general NBA Twitter public reaction to all of that was infuriating to me. So uh yeah. looking looking back at everything now, and I, I'm not gonna go there, with having Vic back, with having Marquise back, something that's been so cool is it's obvious how excited you guys are to now have two more players who are productive added to this roster when automatically that leads to a number of questions in terms of all of your own personal minutes, right? So with Victor in in particular, I, I guess I have two questions. Number one, could you just speak to the type of impact that he can have on this team? Because I know how excited you guys are about that. But on the flip side as well, could you talk about the sort of having to let the ego go at the door to be excited to welcome back another player who's who's sitting here playing your position. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to touch on the second one first. Yeah. Uh, letting the ego go at the door is something we try to do whenever we come in here in general. You know what I mean? It's all about winning for us, and and that's our number one goal. Um, and we understand that, you know, obviously Vic's a hell of a player and has had a hell of a career, and we're excited to have him back and continue to see him, you know, get healthier and, and get back into flow and get back into rhythm. Um, and he can be a huge help and, and has been already. Um, so we're excited for him, excited to get him back and and, and get Victor back to being, being who he is. Uh, can you beat the first part of this again? It was just the type of uh, impact that, that Victor can have on this team. What oh, does he huge. do that can differentiate himself from everybody else? Huge. I mean, athletically, he's you know he's a specimen as well. I mean, you saw his, his minutes a couple of seasons ago and those, what, four or five, six games yeah. he played. Uh, you know, not even, I would say he wasn't even fully healthy at that time and, and he was still able to, I mean, it was one possession in particular. I can remember we were here playing Golden State, and he was guarding Steph 94 feet and kind of put him into a box for a whole mm. possession. And it was just, you know, anyone that's seen or watches any kind of basketball knows how difficult that is to contain a player like Steph, but to do it in the way that Victor did, um, knowing that he wasn't 100% healthy, but, you know, it kind of just shows you the, the sky is the limit for him and what he's capable of. And, um, you know, he has a lot of years left in, in his career. So, so him coming back from injury now and, um, it's exciting to watch and exciting to see him, you know, get more comfortable day in, day in and day out. It's been so cool to see a a guy who is so clearly loved by his teammates and already loved by the fans um, just from everything that he projects out to everybody. Right. Like it, it just this sort of this warmth that comes from the guy. So it's everyone's just so excited to see him getting an opportunity to play again after, gosh, it feels like three years now of, of going through these injuries. So. I want to give you a second here. I have a couple more questions, but I do want to give you a second here uh, to... No, no, no. We won't go back. I promise. We won't go back. You're already laughing. I mean, we, can, we can go back. I just... The, the, my favorite one I could think of, it kind of was touched on a little bit on social media, but it had to be uh, when I was out with the COVID protocols and, and Jimmy posted that that photo with the, the bounty wanted <laughs> myself on there, man. And the, some of the stuff I was getting from, from fans on social media too was, you know, trying to ask me where I was at so they can get that jersey. Jimmy was promising people and that was some good fun and, and family and friends back home. We really enjoyed that one. So that was one of my favorites was was the, the wanted poster posted by Jimmy. And pretty much most of his Instagram posts when or when he put his head on so Caleb's funny, body man. or something like yep, that. That yep, was yep. hilarious too. My goodness. <laughs> 
Yeah, all man, the, the way that he utilize, utilizes uh, Instagram to basically just only trash you guys cracks me oh, up. Goodness. It's perfect. Well, and the press conferences. I mean, we just saw it oh, a yeah. couple nights ago with Max. Like it's it's just tra- oh no, Caleb wasn't here. All right, that's why we won. Oh no, we were better on defense when Max isn't you know isn't playing. It's right. it's, it's great, and it feels like that type of leadership is appreciated by you guys, right? Like the young it, guys it love shows that. his love uh, in a different way. It's very <laughs> unique. Uh, to some, it might come off as. Uh, I don't know, different, but for us, we, uh, we appreciate it. I think it's the, the competitive environment of this organization, I think loves just the constant trashing nonstop. So thank you for finally, uh, actually answering my question there. Uh, I, and, and as, as, as penance, as, uh, as a thank you, I want to give you a chance to plug allergic to missing, um, and tell oh, the folks man. there's probably more people listening now because you're skyrocketing right. now a chance to tell some more people about allergic to missing. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a brand that me and a buddy of mine in college started, started in college. And, um, essentially it it began as directing, obviously for obvious reasons to basketball. And, uh, it grew into, to being a little bit more than that, being more just about life and opportunities. Um, and you know, each person, if you just ask them what those words mean to them, it's going to have a different answer I found. And so I'm trying to find different causes and different communities that we can reach out to and help, um, encourage and support. Uh, we've been able to do that throughout the time. Uh, and continue to do it. You can go ahead and follow them on Instagram, allergic to missing. Yeah. You know, you can find all their stuff there. Missing.com. You can find a website. There's a bunch of information there on both me and the co-founder and, uh, you know, a touch base on some stuff we're trying to work on. Well, it's super cool. I'm glad you're still doing it. Saw Max repping it pregame once and, and, uh, I've been following along. So a quick, quick rapid fire stuff before your final question, uh, we call this layup or foul. Essentially, I will say a sentence, uh, you will, if you agree, it's a layup. If you disagree, it's a foul. You can give me a, a quick, you know, one sentence explanation as to why. So you mentioned right. you're a Cali guy. Now you're in Miami. Charmed life, by the way. Statement here. East Coast is better than the West Coast. Layup or foul? Foul. West I'm Coast a West guy. Coast guy through and through. I love Miami. I, I think Miami's different in general from Florida. It's different from the East Coast. So I don't even know where to put that in this argument, but I'm going right. to go with Okay. All right. Uh, statement number two, breakfast is better than dinner. Layup. Breakfast, best meal of the day. You can eat it breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Breakfast is always acceptable. Breakfast for dinner is even better. Most versatile. Totally agree. 100% breakfast all the way. Easy uh, final statement. I like having pets. Layup. Layup. I don't have any pets at the moment. They're all back home. Um, if I had a little more time on my hands, I probably would have them. Yeah, that that makes sense. I don't think there's a lot of time to care for an animal these days. All right. Uh, all right. So final question for you guys. Your first place in the East battling down the stretch here to make sure that you're the number one seed. Um, I know you guys are the ultimate. We take one game at a time organization. Uh, I actually believe you guys based off of all of your answers. I believe you that you take it one game at a time. Yeah. But what are the goals for this team the rest of this season and into the postseason? Um to grow, to grow, to dominate game to game, to, to strengthen our strengths and strengthen our weaknesses, I think, and prepare for what's to come. Obviously, we don't want to just lay down and, you know, forget about these next, I don't even know how many games we have, 15 games, 14 games, whatever the case may be. You know, they're all important and they're all a chance for us to get better as we get towards the playoffs and positioning and seating obviously is important come down the stretch and we want to maintain where we're at. Um, but it is one game at a time for us. You know, I think we got we got Detroit next, I think. Yep. So we're going to take care of that game. And I don't know who we play after that. But after we play Detroit, I'll know who we play. And we'll get ready for that one. 
perfectly cliche to not know who you play on Friday night. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder, by the way. Sorry to put it in your head too far in advance. I know. Detroit Pistons right in front of you. And we'll just deal with that one and we'll get to the OKC after that. Yes, you will. Uh, Gabe Vincent will be playing against the Detroit Pistons as you hear this tonight, Tuesday night at FTX Arena. Gabe Vincent, thanks for taking the time to join me here on Miami Mic'd Up, man. It was a blast. Awesome, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Mic'd Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places. (laughs) 